You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we're starting the stopwatch, 15 minutes. Uh, Let's talk today about club face rotation and this is an issue for a lot of golfers we uh recently had a post on instagram where we showed one of our pros from the top of the swing coming down and how early these good players are actually starting to put some twist into the grip into the club to start to square the face the idea of the post was the you start the face squaring really from the top of the golf swing and use that entire quarter of a second downswing or just less than a quarter of a second to square the face. It's not saved, certainly late down by the ball. And then also, based on the comments that we got, a lot of people are under the impression that the body squares the club or a grip, if you give a strong grip at address, that can square the club. Yeah, I, th- I think um, the strong grip thing, people think it's like this way to automatically close the face. And it, it really isn't because a lot of times when the golfer takes a super strong left hand grip, top hand, lead hand, however you want to say it. A lot of times that golfer will get to the top and because of the way the wrist is situated at address, they'll cup the wrist even more at the top of the swing. And that actually opens the face more and then they lag it a little more coming down. So the face actually gets wide open and they don't know how to square it from there. So just to think that that's an automatic squaring of the face, it it just doesn't work like that. And, And you made a good point. You know, I think most golfers don't realize that coming out of the top, it's already needs to be starting to put some of that squaring in there because they really don't have any time. You know, it only takes a quarter of a second. You don't want to be flashing that. I call it, you don't want any the face to flash closed at the ball. It should almost feel like it's squaring a little bit earlier. You don't have to do so much work late in the swing. Uh, I think that's exactly right. The um, One of the first comments actually that we got on that post was, you know, trying to keep – why don't you just not have to worry about all that squaring and just start with a face square and keep it square throughout the swing? Makes sense on paper. Yeah, if you were to actually, I think I see what he's saying, but if you actually thought about what that would look like, the club face would literally be pointed directly at the sky at the top of the swing, and it would be so shut. Like I I, I get what he's saying. Uh, I think a better concept is to keep it almost like feeling like it's more square to the club path than, than just completely square the whole time. Cause if you try to keep it square the whole time, you'd actually be twisting it closed all the way back. If you were keep it in the same orientation, you had it address. So it, well, it the just body doesn't would work. Have, yeah. It doesn't work like that. The body would have to make some impressive contortions, <laughs> contortions to pull that off. And it, it doesn't happen. And it actually doesn't happen even square to the path. Yeah, it doesn't. I, the, the concept is 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 workable, I think, for, for people. That way, at least they get that the face starts to open on the way back. But you're right. For, for just data purposes, it really doesn't. 
So for most players, you're going to get at least somewhere along the backswing, a 90 degree opening of the face. A lot of good players, a lot more. Yeah. That's so, think about that for a second. Nobody really talks or thinks about that during the swing. I'll just keep it square. But I think keeping it square a lot of times is, or feeling square is what gets people across the line at the top. Yep. Gets that elbow out there out of position and you can get a lot of issues happening. But to get a feel for that, to get a feel what how much the club opens in good golf swings. Set up an address with a square face and open that face 90 degrees at setup. So you've got basically the club score the the leading edge of the club now running parallel to your target line. Now, I don't know about you, but I've yet to meet anyone who can rotate 90 degrees open, closing that much of an open face, right? So if that face is 90 degrees open, right? No mm -hmm. one makes up for that by rotating. Oh, rotating the body. Oh, I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, so the the body rotate, the, I think I know where you're going with that. People are saying that the body rotation squares the face. And it it's just so opposite of what really happens. In, in reality, the more you rotate the body open, the more the club face is trying to open. It's not trying to close. When you rotate the body, it actually brings the grip more forward and kind of lags it more, let's say. The club head is a little more behind. You need more squaring with the hands and the wrists and the forearms because your body turning open is actually trying to twist the face open. So it's just the opposite of what you would think. And then, you know, we wonder why that golfers, you know, have a hard time trying to get better on their own because they've got these ideas in their head that just are so far off the reservation, they just can't get any better doing it. Right. That's exactly right. So the first comment that we got, just, just start with it square, keep it square. Makes sense, but it's not physically doable. Uh, one of the other comments was just start with a really strong grip and let body rotation square it. Mm -mm. Okay. So uh, that's another really commonly held idea for golfers to do it that way. And we've got, got gears pulled up here and we're going to look at two uh, multiple winners on, on tour. One of them is the number one player in the world. Both of these guys have really strong grips. Both of them have really strong shut faces at the top. So they've got, they're doing all of these ideas. Okay. Shut, 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 close, strong, all that stuff. So we're going to look at their golf swing. This is with driver at shaft parallel in the downswing. So this is right when the shaft, you know, the head's probably three or four feet from impact. This is kind of really where the delivery phase is in the golf swing. Shaft okay? is parallel to the ground again for the last shaft time. Shaft is parallel to the ground. Yep. That's right. So again, both of these guys at this point in the golf swing have very bowed left wrist. Okay, they've started with a, with a strong grip, and now their wrist is bowed. So it's even stronger. Um, the first golfer we're going to look at, his club head, so it's that classic toe-up position. His club head is 87, 80, sorry, 88 degrees open at shaft parallel. Yeah. So, so he's got a really strong grip, he's got a bowed wrist, and his club is still, for all intents and purposes, 90 degrees open at that classic toe up there at shaft parallel to the ground. Now, from there into impact, his body, his shoulders rotate 
15 degrees. And he has to rotate the club 90 degrees. So my math says that's 75 degrees that club face would be open at impact if he did nothing but relied on his strong grip and his body rotation. No, that it, it just doesn't add and up. He doesn't does play it? with a 75 degree open face at impact. No, it, it doesn't add up. You know, I think um, I think handicapped golfers get off track too because they hear good players talking about, yeah, I'm trying not to feel my hands. Right. But what you don't understand is, you know, good players normally started playing golf a long time ago when they were young, and they learned to use their hands and arms to get good at golf. Like that was the first thing you – like I know when I was a kid, I learned how to hit big hooks. So – I learned from a young age to use my hands and arms correctly to, to get the squaring motion. And then as you get bigger and stronger and better at golf, then you'd start adding in the right body motions. And yeah, I'm, at that point, I don't need to think about my hands anymore. The average golfer that's a higher handicap never learned how to use their hands. They don't have what, I, what we call educated hands. I don't even know where that came from, but maybe golf machine. I forget where it came from. But you need to have educated hands first, and then you can work on taking them out of the swing, for the feeling of it. And I think the way Jim McLean teaches golf, I think I read this in his book, He, if he has a beginner, he teaches them more of a hands and arms, kind of rotate the face with the hands and arms, and then he gradually gets more body in there. But you have to have that fundamental skill of squaring the face with the hands and arms before you can just feel like the body like squares anything. Yep, does, that, and- does that make sense? I mean, that's where my head is at on it. No, it's totally right. It, great athletes don't have to think about all the fine little motor skills that they use. They've trained them. But that's not the same as they don't do it. Right. They've already trained that skill. That's right. And you said put that on a shelf. Some of these guys just come out of the womb being able to do certain things that most people can't do. I mean, I picked up so, a club. I hit a, I think I hooked the first ball I ever hit. Right. You know, I just, I played baseball growing up and it was just a natural feeling for me. And most golfers would kill to have a hook. So just that alone, I learned it when I was really little and now I have it. Right. I don't think Michael Jordan, you know, his documentary is on right now and it's, it's a really good watch for anybody interested. He doesn't think about having to jump high and mm-hmm. all of the knee bends and muscles firing to do it. He does it. But if you're not a natural born jumper and you want to improve your vertical leap, which is absolutely doable, you have to learn the things that he just takes for granted. Yeah, the timing, the, how yeah. low how low to squat down. There's a window of opportunity there where you, know, you get too low, you can't jump high enough. You get not low enough, you can't jump high enough. And it has to be fast on the down. Like I, I studied it a little bit because I thought at one point I should be able to dunk a basketball. That really never worked <laughs> out. But I could grab the rim. I will have, I will say, <laughs> but again, Mike's right. Jordan doesn't have to think about all those things. He's trained them already. Yeah. And I'm sure there's an accountant listening that doesn't have to think about where to put things in a general ledger that mm-hmm. you and I would have to Google and, and search for, for an hour to figure out how to do some basic stuff for him. So it's, it's a learned skill. What this guy is doing, he's got a strong grip. He's got a bowed left hand. He's got a club face that's 90 degrees open, literally fractions of a second before impact. And his body is only contributing 20 degrees to that. So he's got to do with his arms and hands and wrist and instinct 
he's got to come up with an additional 75-ish degrees of face rotation. Now, to compound it even more, what he's doing at the grip end of the club isn't the same thing that's happening on the club head side of the club. Like you said, it's like a free body out there. It's twisting at a different rate. It's closing at a different rate than he's doing to the grip. So all of these things are instinctual. But if you're not doing them, if you're a golfer that struggles with an open club face, and that's most of the people playing golf that own a set of golf clubs struggle with an open club face, you have to learn the skills to do that. You can't just strong grip it at address and hope think it works. body rotation is going to take care of it. I mean, if that worked, nobody would slice. I mean, if, if it really was that easy, <laughs> just take a strong right. grip, nobody would slice. They'd be like, oh, that's this exactly is easy. Right. Just turn your hands this way. Don't trust me. I've given a lot of slicer lessons. And a lot of times you have to weaken the grip a little bit so they can bow it a little more and then they can learn a supination of the left arm. The strong grip, a lot of times they'll just hit pull hooks, pull hooks, because they still don't haven't figured out how to use the hands and arms correctly. So we've got about two minutes left. And let's just talk real quick about the other pros since we mentioned them. He is at toe up. He is 92 degree, 93 degrees open. His body rotation is 20 degrees to impact. So he's got roughly that same 70, 75 degrees of rotation still to cover. It's a very common number with great players. No one rotates that much in the last fractions of a second in the golf. No one rotates that much at all in the golf swing, but certainly not in that last little bit of the golf swing. So they are using everything available to them to square that club face. It's yeah. not just to There's hold on free. and rotate. There's not, nothing, nothing free. free. You, you have to do that, and you have to learn it. So that's the, the takeaway. And, you know, that's the drill you can do, right? You could go on the range and just tee up a eight iron and hit these little waist tie to waist tie shots, feeling kind of I, I usually call it shake hands on the right side of you and then shake hands on the target side of you. And that gets kind of the toe up to toe up feeling that you need. Yeah, for some reason that idea of toe up to toe up has gotten to be a hallmark of flipping it's or not. of, you know, just bad golf. That's we're looking at these guys right now and that's exactly what's happening in their golf swing. <laughs> the driver why. is going yeah. from toe up to more, more than, than toe up, up. Like past toe up, over toe up overly close. So they're, yeah. they're covering more than 180 degrees of rotation from right side of the body, the left side of the body through the impact interval. I mean, more most than 180 slicers, degrees. that would be a great feeling for a slicer, Like get the thing rotating around your body. So the face squares up and you won't feel like you're holding off these chicken wing slices <laughs> uh, just for fear of flipping. Right. Right. I mean, they're exactly so right. scared of flipping that they never release the club. Here are two multiple winners strong face golfers, strong grip golfers, and they're covering from shaft parallel in the downswing to shaft parallel in the follow through. They're covering more than 180 degrees. Yeah. And no, none of them in their lives have ever been accused of flipping it. They have massive amounts of shaft lean. That's how much the club face rotates in that window. It's yeah. a lot folks. So yeah. don't rely on your body trying to rotate. Most people most amateur golfers don't have massive amounts of rotation to begin with. So the, the, the strongest of club faces and the best efforts in rotation will not square the face. If you're struggling with an open club face, you got to do the things necessary with the wrist, hands, and club movements to make that face work to hit the shots you want to hit. So all right, give it that toe up to toe up drill a try. If you need this, um, if you need more of a squaring face, I think it'll help you. Sean, anything else we need to cover about this before we take off? 
No, but if you feel like uh, these podcasts are helping you out, please click subscribe and leave us a review. That helps more people find us, and we're trying to help as many people as we can improve at golf, and you can help us do that. And for every person that subscribes, Sean will personally write a $5 check. You know <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <so>. oh, <laughs> fake news. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you all in the next one.